Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 1006 of AskPat 2.0. This is the show where people apply at askpat.com to get you know, a little bit of coaching time with me, meaning they have a problem or a pain in their business, and I'm there to help them. And through helping them, I can help you too by you listening in and hearing the questions that I'm asking and how I guide a person through some of the pains and problems they're having in their business. And again, if you'd like to apply to perhaps be coached by me in this sort of situation, maybe you want to wait till after this episode so you can maybe hear what that sounds like. But if you want to do that, all you have to do is go to askpat.com and just hit the application button right there in the middle of the page next to the Smart Podcast Player where you can hear the other episodes in the bank. And if you're selected, you'll you'll hear from uh, somebody on my team. We'll set up a call and we'll jam, just like we're going to jam today with Stacy Brookman. Uh, this is an interesting one because it was actually not uh, through – actually, she did apply for ASPAT 2.0. And I found this out during a live call in one of our sessions with uh, the beta group for a physical product I was creating. So she was one of the, the 21 beta testers. She was telling me about this thing she was going through. And she was like, yeah, I actually submitted the same question to ASPAT 2.0. And then right then and there, I just was like, oh, could I just record this conversation and I can answer your questions and we could do a session right now. So it was kind of on the spot, uh, which is why when you hear it, it's going to just pick up right from her question before we do any sort of formal introduction, which is why I'm introducing her here just like this and to give context to it. All right. So let's just dive right into the conversation with Stacy. Remember, we were just talking and then all of a sudden I was like, let's hit record. And here it is. Okay, my uh, my big question. Actually, I just sent this to Ask Pat 2.0 as a question, but oh, maybe cool. we'll answer it here too, or or both. Um, is now that we have this draft. Actually, two two questions. The question I asked for to Pat to Ask Pat 2.0 is: I also want to go on speaking tour, and I want to have the book and the speaking tour. But which kind of comes first, or how do you how do you plan that out with a book versus speaking? Do you have go you know get speaking appointments and then you promote the book or do you get the book and then promote that to speaking appointments that you have a book which comes first and then the second question is before that the developmental editor and and how do you choose what type of editor and and I've like kind of done a little bit of investigation they run anywhere from like four thousand to fifteen thousand dollars to help some to help you get your book done so yeah, I mean, first of all, there's there's a few different types of editors. There's the copy editor, right, which is more for spelling and grammar and, and things like that. Um, and then there's the content editor in terms of, you know, the order of things. Um, and you don't need to have a, a content editor. That is just something that a lot of people use just to make sure things are the way they're supposed to be because you get this professional with an outside perspective on what works and what doesn't with relation to books and how they're done. Um, who can give you some great advice and direction, but you don't need that. And if you're just starting out and if you don't have a huge budget, I would actually recommend um, as much as it would kill some of my team members to say um, to not worry so much about that, more so than just having other eyes to read through it with that in mind. Is there anything missing while you're reading through this? What what questions do you still have? So what I would do is uh, find people who may be interested or who may be in your audience or friends, even family, followers, et cetera, um, and find just a few of them to give early access to the manuscript and what you have with just the idea that, hey, you know, this is really rough and I'm calling on you for a favor to help me because I want to make sure this book is great. You're one of the first people to ever see it. So please don't share it, you know, make them feel really special with that. And in return, 
you can uh, get some great feedback on, you know, what's working with what and what doesn't, I mean, where the holes are. And I think that would allow you to at least crush those big gaps, which may exist that do not need a content editor uh, hired to, to find. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I've thought about vlogging because I'm going to start doing YouTube just like you in 2018 mm-hmm. every week and say, okay, here's what I've done this week on this book, or here's what, you know, kind of keep moving forward, but yet showing the audience part of that. So I don't know. If that T- tell me more about work. why uh, you want to do that. Uh, well, one thing is to hold myself accountable <laughs> yeah. to completing the book now that I've got the first draft. And second of all, to maybe get people like, oh man, that's kind of exciting. I want to follow along with her. And, and then at the end of, I don't know, three months, four months, you know, when the book comes out, I will have a tribe of people who have kind of come along the, in the journey with me. I love that idea. I, um, I mean, that's how I blog, right? I blog about my journey through things. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even with this physical product experiment that you've been a part of, I mean, you've got kind of seen it from the beginning and all the way through, which is really cool. Right. Um, I think that's a great idea. The only worry is, is it adding to the plate of things you already need to do? And Probably. would that take away from the actions that you need to take to actually get the job done? Or can't, or would it be a distraction to you? How might you make sure that this is not more of a distraction or an excuse versus actually something that's going to help? Mm-hmm. Well, I have, uh, I, I know I'm, I'm not doing any Facebook lives yet. I've done one or two and, or YouTube. So I know I need to start doing it. And this would be one way for me to have an entree into that with mm-hmm. already material that like, I know what I've done that week. And I know the failures or successes that I've had. And I could share that probably easily off the top of my head. I don't do much off the top of my head. Really well. Um, How often do you think you would um, be shooting a video? I'd try to do it once a week. Once a week. Would there be any reason you couldn't also go live once a week and have them be almost the same thing? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about is just doing going live instead cool. of, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. It's a little easier to do it that way versus, you know, the whole production of getting things onto YouTube. That's where I was going because there's Mm -hmm. the thumbnail and the description and the metadata and like all this stuff with YouTube. And YouTube is a, I'm finding out is is a huge beast that has a lot of control over, you know, and Facebook too, right? They have an algorithm that kind of throttles and um, live video on Facebook, however, is still doing very, very well. And it's still free, Mm -hmm. right? I imagine that later on as, as bigger players come on that they're going to charge for that, uh, which is going to be crazy. But, um, for now it's still free. And I would definitely utilize that because the other part of it it, is it can be just one camera. It can be very raw. You can make mistakes and it's more real. It's more real Mm -hmm. than a produced video on YouTube. So I think, I mean, uh, it's portable I think, too. I mean, and I it's can, portable. You can do it on the go. Yeah. If you are not in front of your computer, you can just be on your mobile device yeah. and you know, Hey guys, I'm at Barnes and Noble because you know what? I was struggling with writing today and I just needed to get some inspiration. Like how cool yeah. is it to get inside your head to, to see those kinds of things? I think that that um, would be a great way for you to develop a relationship with people about what this book is about. And eventually by the time it comes out, they'll already know you, you right. don't have to sell like them anymore. So I, I, I think like that's, that. I think that's a fantastic uh, idea in terms of, okay, like how can I get an audience behind me as I'm writing this book? I think that's really smart. Now, how does that play in with, do you think the, uh, getting on the speaking circus, circuit, circus, it probably is a circus. <laughs> it kind of is like a circus. Yeah. <laughs> um, circuit. And like, do you have the book first and then you go speak or do you speak and then you, you know, I don't know. Well, it, it can work either way. Um, I would worry about waiting until the book is finished to then go and start finding speaking gigs because, um, 
that's just mainly in you're just using the book as an excuse not to do the hard thing, which is like, okay, let me see how I can get booked on stage. You can get booked on stages without a book. However, when you have the book, that's another thing that you can take out of your pocket, um, figuratively speaking, and uh, have as part of the part of your pitch for what you have to offer. Oh, I'm also uh, an author. And here's, here's my book. And you know, here's how many people reviewed it. And this is the kind of thing I'm going to be talking about. So that gives you a little bit more leverage when reaching out. But right. I would actually start with trying to see how you might be able to start finding speaking gigs now. And perhaps there's a way you can time it so that maybe when the book does come out, you happen to be on one of those stages and kind of, you know, have it be a, a big thing. And then from that point forward, now you have the book to have. Um, but I would definitely try to see how you might be able to get on stages first. When okay. I started speaking and what most people do is they start speaking for free first. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, uh, some people are able to, to, to get paid for it, but most of the time when you're entering the speaking circus, we'll call it, we'll continue to call it that. Um, <laughs> it is something that, uh, you, you want to offer value first before they start paying you back for it. And actually, um, in most cases, you know, you will likely not get paid even in the long run after you start speaking, knowing that you are on stage to introduce yourself to a new audience, people who you wouldn't have normally gotten in front of, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, through the trust that those people have with that conference because you're on their stage. Secondly, they get to know you while on stage and then know about what you what else you have to offer. Not that you would sell things on stage, although you could potentially get to that point, but that you'd be selling your message and you'd be right. selling your right. brand. So That's that, what I want. Mm-hmm. yes, exactly. So that, okay, now I know who Stacy is they're going to come to your website or get into your podcast or start watching your live videos or whatever and get mm-hmm. your book. Um, and that's when you can really start the journey of funneling them down to whatever other services or offerings or messages you want to share with them. Right. Right. I so like let's, let's talk about like stages a little bit. Have you um, thought a little bit about uh, actually, why don't you just kind of reshare a little bit about kind of uh, the book you're writing and how that relates to your business and eventually what kind of stages you want to get on. Sure. So the book I'm writing is, I still don't know if I'm doing it two books or one, but it's uh, The Sociopath's Wife, A Memoir and Resilience Primer. Mm -hmm. So I've been divorced from a sociopath and and it's going to all those crazy, crazy stories. But also through that and after that, I've learned a lot about becoming more resilient. And a lot of it has to do with writing your life stories. Because when you write your life stories, you get them out of your head and you find words for what's happened to you and you put them down on paper and they no longer um, have the, they start losing the power to hurt you. So my kind of like my tagline or my thing, what I'm about is that I help smart, outwardly confident women who have secretly have low self-esteem issues due to an emotionally abusive partner to take back control and begin to recognize that they aren't the crazy ones so that they can develop the resilience they need to be themselves again. So it's really women in emotionally abusive partnerships or um, out of those and trying to recover from them. Mm -hmm. Great. I mean, that's very admirable for you to, to, to write about that. And I'm sure you're telling personal stories throughout that book. Um, And I I imagine that, and I hope you're imagining this already, even before it's published that a lot of people are going to get a lot of benefit out of this Mm -hmm. um, and feel like they're not alone. So um, yeah, let's, let's see what we could do to help you out with that. So, uh, stages, t- tell me about, first of all, wh- why do you want to speak on stage? Well, mostly to get more of my message out to people who don't necessarily know me through the podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have the real life resilience podcast that's been going on, um, or my website. So I, I don't necessarily have, I haven't 
paid for any ads or gotten really out there yet. So this would be one way to, to spread the word and be able to help, help more people. I think another thing that's great about this is it's not just about the 45 minutes or however many minutes you are on stage. It's about the people who are going to come up to you after and shake your hand or give you a hug who are going to uh, remember you from that point forward. It's about the conversations that are going to happen in the hallways even before or after you speak. And when you go to dinner with a group of people or the other speakers who are in the same space as you, you know, they say that one of the best ways to grow your online business is to get offline. And so I love that approach. And that's why, again, speaking for free is not a bad idea because it's not just that time on stage. It's just the people you are surrounding yourself with. I can't ever imagine charging to speak (laughs) ever. It could happen though. I mean, eventually maybe uh, I, I, I wouldn't close that off completely because it would mean that you're, um, message is, is, is worth that much to somebody that they would want right. to pay you for it. Right. So don't, right. don't shoot down that as a potential goal, but let's put that into the shoebox for later. Let's focus on, okay, how we can get on stages now. Have you mm-hmm. at all brainstormed or listed, uh, the kinds of conferences that are going on or no, that's what I would start with. Like okay. if you could just wave a magic wand and be on all of the stages that you would want to be on, what would they be? Think big, think small. You're going to have to do some research to kind of determine, okay, well, you know, which, which ones make sense? Um, do you go to any of them or do you know anybody who goes to any of them? Start with, with, with that because you have like, you know, some knowledge about that already or a friend who has some knowledge about that already. And then you should just start growing that list. And then one by one, you go down and see if there, there's a place to literally just go and apply for that. And if not, you reach out to the um, conference director or the person who helps uh, with booking and you just ask. I mean, most people aren't going to do that. And that's where I feel like the SPI community and people like yourself, Stacey, uh, differentiate yourself. You are action takers. Mm-hmm. Um, it just takes a little bit of work, but then you kind of go out there and ask because really what's the worst that can happen? And uh-huh. at least when a person goes, oh, sorry, we're not taking um, you know, uh, new speakers right now. Well, then you know to ask at a certain time later so that there's more time uh, for them to make that decision. Or they might say, you know, Stacey, like we're not really looking for um, for somebody like yourself right now or and then you go, OK, well, um, what what would have made you say yes? Mm-hmm. Right. So that you can remember that the next person you ask um, and see. And, and that's also really insightful for just you and your brand in general. Right. Um, you're almost kind of pitching and selling yourself in this way to see if the message that you're sharing comes across. And that would be actually really great practice. How does that that sit with you to kind of run through that exercise, you think? I can definitely do that. I, do you know how, how far in advance, like if I'm reaching out to people now in December and January for 2018, is that like, you know what, all the 2018 conferences are filled up already? Um, they're or, not all filled up. Um, I mean, I would still call even if it's if it's close, so you can just at least ask and maybe get a get a pulse on. Okay, well, how far in advance would this conference need to know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say, in general, I mean, I know that for conferences um, that I'm speaking at, you know, June, July, August, it's right now December, so seven, six or seven months in advance, because you know they need a plan, they they need to put mm-hmm. things in their marketing material and whatnot. Plus, you might not, you you'll never know. Maybe somebody dropped out and you're going to be this magical call that's going to fill in that spot that had just right. dropped. Right. So, you know, you never know until, until you try, but um, it sounds like you're getting kind of excited about this. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I, I can do that. <laughs> awesome. 
I, I, I don't mind researching and, and all that sort of thing. I, I mean, it's a little bit difficult with, you know, how do you find conferences that speak to that the people who, in, who are in the audience are people who have gone through trauma or, you know, abused relationally and, you know, that sort of thing. So I'll have to kind of think through that. There's no like database. No, but I also think that a lot of your information could potentially be preventative as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So right. that opens up your audience to, you know, any, anywhere where there's, there's women who get together who want to improve their lives and make sure right. that they are the best version of themselves. I need to get to young women then. That'd be, that'd be great. I mean, you can get there. I mean, just, just, just ask, right? Yeah. Cool. How, how's this all feel? Like, what did you, what did you learn? Uh, I learned I can, I can, first of all, I don't have, don't, don't wait until the book is out in order to start contacting and setting things up. I can set things up right now, even without having the finished book Perfect. and be able to um, go do research on conferences and contact them, even if I don't have a book, but just start asking and setting those appointments up. That'd be Fantastic. Great. Hey, Stacey, I, so this call is being recorded, by the way, and we basically did what we're going to do on Ask Pet anyway. Can I take <laughs> what we just done together sure, and use absolutely. that as an episode? Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Now, really quick, can you share with everybody where they can find more info about you? They can find me at stacybrookman.com and my podcast is at stacybrookman.com slash podcast. We just killed like two bears with one stone. There. <laughs> great. <laughs> thank you. That You're, was great. Thank you. This yeah, was, was that was helpful? Yeah, very, very helpful. All right, Stacy, thank you so much for coming on and sharing uh, and, op- and being open with us here. I think it's uh, just really helpful. Um, gosh, I love this show. I love the format of this show, and I've been getting a lot of feedback from, from all of you. And if you have further feedback to encourage me to keep going this way, or if you want to encourage me, you can also apply for coaching too if you need help. So all you have to do, again, is go to askpat.com. It's free uh, just for a little bit of my time. I do some coaching and I do some paid coaching too. So if you, I, I don't want to say you win a spot because it's it's really just a, a, a selection from my point of view in terms of, okay, what would be the most valuable to the listening audience? That's you. Uh, who really needs help and, and can I help them? And so please apply, askpat.com. If you get selected, you'll hear from us and we'll schedule a call. We'll, we'll jam. Um, and then finally, if you have a sec, because this is a new format of Ask Pat, again, we're six episodes in. No, five episodes. Wait, one, two, three, four, five. Six, no, six episodes in. Sorry, I can't count right now. Um, since we're six episodes in, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please leave a review on iTunes for Ask Pat 2.0. It would help out a lot, especially in this new format, convincing other people who are like, oh, I don't know about this, to come and listen, to get some value, and perhaps even get coaching too. So leave a review. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I look forward to uh, serving you all in the next episode of Ask Pat 2.0. Cheers. Hey there. Thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, 
the Smart Passive Income Podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.